Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. One week from today. One week from today. Could be hanging out at Whistling Straits. Well, maybe not like right now, because like right now at this time next week, I'll be, you know, at Lambeau, Monday Night Football, stuff like that. However, one week from today, I'm going to be able to pick up my credential for the for the Ryder Cup, because one week from today officially begins Ryder Cup week. I could not be more excited. I know, Stephen, you cannot be more excited. Uh, and last week, we, we had the show on Tuesday. And because of the holiday, and Wednesday is when Steve Stricker made his captain's selections. He made his captain's picks, and he nailed the captain's picks. Nailed them. Oh, did he ever. Did he ever. Just knocked him out of the park. Daniel Berger. Uh, he took Harris English, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Xander. I mean, uh, we, we, we were terrified. Me in particular. I, I thought he had Patrick Reed written all over him. And I, I apologize to Steve Stricker for not believing in him being the ultimate good guy because he went with the ultimate good team with good guys on it. And I think that this is the best possible scenario to be drama-free in one week. Uh, that being said, I am now terrified that we're one week away. Terrified. <laughs> I'm terrified because the Europeans, they, they selected their team. They made their three captain's picks. They waited until after the BMW PGA Championship, which was one of their – If I mean, the, the BMW PGA Championship on the European Tour, for those who uh, don't wake up and watch a lot of European Tour golf, that's pretty much their players' championship. Like, that is the event on the European Tour that they put on and – so then, of course, like a non-member goes out and wins it uh, because we see Billy Horschel go out and yeah, win that. Yeah, Billy Horschel says, oh, you didn't like me? You didn't like me, Strick? Uh, I'm just going to go win this event. What a little whiny baby, by the way. He was, like, whining after. He's yeah. like, well, I wasn't expecting to be on the team, but, it, the, you know, I thought I was going to get a call saying I wasn't on the team. Dude was, like, 17th in the point stand. Like, how far down do you have to go to call everyone to tell them you're not going to be on the team? Especially when you say, hey... I'm not expecting to be on the team. Like, you admit you're not going to be on the team, and then he whines about how he didn't get a call from Strick. Oh, gosh. Well, here, Gabe, here, here's what I'm wondering. When I, I look at these two teams next to each other, like, Europe has won nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups, seven of the last nine. Like, even though it's on U.S. soil, like, are we the underdog? Not, I know that they not have, Vegas. Like, Team USA has 11 of the top 16 players. But Team USA has 11 of the top 16 players in the world right now. You know, the I only saw, guy in, that's not of that 11 is Scotty Scheffler. Is Scotty Scheffler. And I, I love that pick by Stricker. I mean, I, you know, I, I've talked Scotty up hard on this show. But, like, is it, start, is it time to start talking about Team USA being an underdog? Because, I mean, flat out, statistically, you look at the history of this event, and we're not doing so hot, Gabe. 
No. Uh, but Team USA is the, the heavy favorite in Vegas uh, because of their position in the world golf ranking, which, again, is based on a bunch of stroke play events. And this is, you know, 18 holes of match play and a point's on the line every time you play a match. And, and that's completely different than the golf that these guys are playing week to week and, and how they're ranked so high. But they're also – this is the lowest – or highest. I, I never know how to do this. So the average, like overall um, official world golf ranking for Team USA, the average of the twelve guys is below ten. It's the first time that's ever happened that it's been a single digit. Yeah, I mean, in if, the history if, if of the we, Ryder if we Cup. We don't win, Gabe. If we don't win, Gabe, I don't even know. I I give up on this event. Can we just do like a Presidents Cup? Because like we just can't beat Europe if we don't win this year. Well, so here's like this is setting up to be the ultimate Team USA event. This has to be it. So Steve Stricker's got his team on his home course. Like we we have to win this. So again, the Team USA is Berger, Cantley, DeChambeau, Harris, English, Tony Finau, DJ, Kepka, Morikawa, Shoffley, Scheffler, Spieth, Thomas. European to- team: John Rahm, I mean number one player in the world. Maybe you've heard of him. Tommy Fleetwood, Bernd Wiesberger sneaks in as an automatic qualifier. There was, uh, he's 35 years old. Uh, he is a Ryder Cup rookie. He's played some pretty good golf, but there were thoughts that he would not be a captain's pick, but he snuck into the qualifying process. Tyrell Hatton, uh, who is number 19 in the world. Rory McIlroy, you know, played well in these once or twice. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Victor Hovland, Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia, Shane Lowry, and, of course, the thorn in the side of Team USA. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate Ryder Cup man. Ian Poulter. So, but, I mean, again, uh, you look at this on paper, and you're going, yeah, no, Team USA is better. They just have to go out and, and dominate. But here's the problem. Here's what makes me nervous. You have Dustin Johnson, the, one of the best players on Team USA, who has not played well in the last... I mean, when's the last time... You looked at DJ and thought he was playing well. Three the months, in four months ago, yeah, <laughs> eleven the months ago, last November, ten I don't months know. ago, yeah. I mean, so that's not great. Uh, Brooks Kepka, I don't believe Brooks was because there were videos that were circulating uh, from. They weren't circulating. I mean, the official Ryder Cup, the USA Ryder Cup Twitter handle was putting them out on social media. Uh, uh, videos of the guys up at Whistling Straits this past weekend to kind of start the team building and, and get some practice rounds in. Brooks Kepka was noticeably absent in those videos, but Brooks Kepka, yeah, not 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 feeling so hot about that. I mean, ugh. yeah. So Brooks is dealing with an injury that he suffered during the Tour Championship. By the way, Colin Morikawa also dealing with some sort of injury that caused him to play poorly during the playoffs. Not great. Um, so, yeah, that, that, those are the underlying things going on with Team USA, which just, again, they make me a little bit nervous. But maybe... But I've decided... Here's what I've decided. Because I, I declared that these two guys were playing with each other last week, and clearly these two guys are playing each other. And here's what Steve Stricker is going to do, because it's what he needs to do. Team USA is just going to ride Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas to victory. Let's play them in all four matches. Let's go. Have them get, you know, three points, three out of four points there. They can, you know, do what they need to do. They can be this year's version for Team USA of what Tommy Fleetwood and uh, Francesco Molinari were in France in 2018 for the Europeans. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I think, I mean, we've 
seen what Spieth has done this season, right? Like he reinvented himself this year from what was going to be an early career bust into like Jordan Spieth that we've seen as old. But he has always played well on the Ryder Cup stage. We spoke about it last week when we were nervous about Patrick Reed being selected. But truly, as you the stats that you pointed out showed, it was really Spieth who carried that team. You know, Reed was the flair, but. You know, it was Spieth who well, was truly the flexor of that of that pair, and and I, but but Justin Thomas terrifies me right now, Gabe. Nah, he, like nah. he played a, he played pretty well recently in the Tour Championship. He was kind of up there, but I, I haven't seen the consistent play out of him. And I I, I can't believe I'm going to say it. If you would have told me six months ago that Jordan Spieth is going to be the X factor of the Ryder Cup, you would have probably slapped me in the face, right? No, he's not the X factor. He's the leader. He is the guy. He's not an X factor because we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about him a lot. He's going to be the guy that carries him to victory because Jordan Spieth in this format, this is the guy you want. Like, even though, even when Spieth was struggling, like, if I am a captain, of one of these teams, if Jordan Spieth doesn't automatically qualify, I am always taking Jordan Spieth. Because even when he struggled, and you can go back and look at these numbers, like his birdie average was fine. He would just have these blow-up holes, which in match play, who cares? I mean, if you lose a hole with a 5 or a 7, who cares? But if you're going out there and making a ton of birdies, like that's putting pressure on the other side, and that's what Jordan Spieth does. He can go out there and get birdies and bunches. Yeah, he might have a blow-up hole or two, so JT just needs to make a par or so here to keep the team afloat, but but Jordan Spieth, he is the one that is going to carry this team to victory. Well, he has the ability to be the best putter on the planet, right? And that, and that, that is what sets him apart from anybody else that he's going to play in match play. And I think that once he has home crowd behind him, that can give him that extra edge. We saw in Hazeltine in 2016, like that extra edge, that, that home crowd plays an advantage in this event. I agree. I think that is probably your strongest pairing. And, and I, I'm fine. I, I would happily watch them play all four pairing events. Well, especially, like, I think somebody happen. has to go out and play all four of the uh, of the team events. And again, for those who aren't aware, the, the format of the Ryder Cup, they go alternate shot and then they do the best ball. So four sums, four ball, morning, afternoon, each on Friday and Saturday before you play, everybody plays singles uh, on, on Sunday. And just given the the questionability of the injuries uh, to Brooks Kepka and Colin Morikawa, and again, who knows if Kepka is going to be on the team by this time next week because there might be an injury replacement for him. And given the inconsistency of Dustin Johnson, and given the unplayability of Bryson DeChambeau in the alternate shot format, like he can he can go and you know get a bunch of birdies or do whatever in the in the foursome when he's playing his own ball, but I. I I don't want to pair him with anybody in the alternate shot. Um, so given, like, given <laughs> no, those, no, I mean, and NBC might just for ratings purposes. <laughs> given we don't, we don't as Americans. No, given the variability of of all those things, like to me, Spieth and Thomas just have to go out and play in all four. You know, they're playing thirty six a day, and you're just gonna have to ride them. Which is the way yeah. that's to me. It's just the way it's gotta be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think having somebody like Phil in that room is going to totally understand that. I, I think Phil's going to be an underrated addition to this vice captain um, just because he still is so close to those guys. I think that he's going to fight for yeah. that pairing in particular he's to understand like, hey, the, these guys, you, you got to ride these guys hard. These are your your two horses for this week. And because, I mean, 
the question marks surrounding the rest of Team USA, the talent is there, but we just don't know who we're going to see in, in a week and a half. We just don't know what version of Dustin we're going to see. Even Colin, who was, you know, so competitive in all of 2020, he burst on the scene. Yes, he won a major in 2021, but outside of that major, he was just kind of another guy. I don't think he has that assassin-like mentality that you need in match play. And I, I yeah, I, I'm nervous the more I talk about it, Gabe. Wait, did Man, you just I say, so wait, good. who did you just was, say doesn't have so the assassin-like good. mentality? I think Morikawa. The I, guy I who nice. just won two majors in his first eight attempts doesn't have the the one who uh, went in, out in, in and singles, just took give the me PGA. Morikawa all day. Hey, give me give me Morikawa all day now, in if, the singles match. If Morikawa I, I, is I, healthy, man, if Morikawa is healthy, I am pairing him with. I mean, take your pick of the Bombers because this dude's iron play. My goodness, you you stretch out whistling straights. And if you pair him with somebody like Scotty Scheffler, who's just going to bomb it out there for him, and then he gives you great iron shots into, into greens all day. all day. Yeah. I mean, but again, the, the big, the question mark for me for Morikawa isn't anything in terms of his game, it has nothing to do with his mental game. It's all about his health. Like, that's, that's yeah. what it comes down to me, because the word, the word out there on him is that it's been a back. And that's always tricky when you're dealing, you know, with, and that's why he really struggled, because he's dealing with a back issue. And hopefully, He's able to get it healthy. Although, was he in any of the videos either? Now that I'm, yeah, now he that was. I, okay. He was. I saw that beautiful face, man, smiling <laughs> as always. He does Dude, have. I, I, when you look I, at the I, pictures I, on the Ryder Cup Gabe, site, Gabe, he's got the biggest I, smile. I think. I think I have a problem. Like I, I have the Ryder Cup like on alerts on my Twitter right now. Where like any video, I'm the first to watch it. You know, um, like how you're on Instagram, you'll be the first to give the old double tap. Like I'm the first to give the like on the Ryder Cup videos right now. Any, any content I'm here for. And the fact to see the guys up at Whistling Straits this weekend, I don't care if they just hit range balls and walk the course. Like that, that was like the real moment for me. Like, wow, we have finally arrived to this moment that we've waited a year and a half for. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm fired up about this team, man. I, I think. First of all, I, you I, don't, don't know how, I don't know how they're going to match up with Europe, but I, I think Stricker did everything in his power to pick the right fit in his six captains. Picks Without a to doubt, match what this team is trying to do in a week and a half. And I want to continue to talk about this team and what Stricker did and who in particular he left off and who he specifically left off that should never be on one of these team events ever again unless he automatically qualifies. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about that guy coming up next on the team. Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Six hours, excuse me, six days, 12 hours, 45 minutes, 41 seconds, 40 seconds. That's the countdown they have. For the Ryder Cup opening, by the way. Uh, oh boy, that's that's on my app. Of course, that is, you know, going to be next Monday when you, people are going to be allowed onto the grounds. Opening ceremony will be on Thursday. Balls fly, seven oh five on Friday morning, um, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. So Fridays on our show, 
Um, Jen isn't around on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy in the mornings uh, because she has to travel for college game day. So just kind of peeling back the curtain here for people. Uh, so I'm going to apologize in advance to Chewy because I am going to be completely useless from 7-9 <laughs> a week from Friday during the, uh, the opening of the Ryder Cup. Uh, but we're talking all Ryder Cup all the time here. This week, we're going to do it next week, probably the week after that. Heck, we might even start previewing Ryder Cup 2023 the last month of On the Tee uh, as we go through October. But we still have plenty of things to talk about this Ryder Cup right now in It's All About the Drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. I want to get to the all about the drive portion of this because I really think it is going to be all about the drive with how Steve Stricker is going to set up whistling straights. And we might get a hint about that next week. Probably won't have a better idea until we see where the tee boxes and such are set up for uh, next Friday. But I do, we didn't really spend a lot of time talking about who Steve Stricker did not take. And the play, you mentioned his name, Stephen. Uh, the player we were terrified that he was going to take. And Stricker said it was a tough omission. And, you know, he still gave him the call and, and told him it was tough. And that was Patrick Reed. Um, and if you kind of go from there, if you listen if you listen to his press conference, if you read the press conference transcript that's out there, it kind of seemed to me like the guys that were for sure on the team and, and kind of maybe more of the team leaders, the Justin Thomases, the Jordan Spieths of this team, it seemed like they didn't want Patrick Reed around. And that's... Part of, and that's a big reason why Patrick Reed was not selected for this team. And then Patrick Reed, or someone on his team, from Patrick Reed's <laughs> Twitter account, started liking disparaging tweets, calling Stricker a coward, among other things, on, on Twitter. He then unliked them as well. But if this is the behavior of Patrick Reed, A, and Patrick Reed's team, A, you don't want that around you. So that's a good reason not to take him. And B... If I'm a captain on a future Ryder Cup or President's Cup team, man, I don't want that around. And unless he's one of the top players that automatically qualifies, I am not taking Patrick Reed as a captain's pick unless there is some huge change of character going forward. There's a big difference in sports between confidence and cockiness. And what we saw out of Patrick Reed in 2016 at Hazeltine was a combination of both. But it more, in my opinion, mirrored on the confidence scale you know him going back and forth with Rory McIlroy in that singles matches is one of the great Ryder Cup moments but since then he has embraced the villain uh, until probably this golf season and what we've seen from Bryson DeChambeau but Patrick Reed unless he automatically qualifies for Ryder Cups based on points in the future has now dug himself into so deep of a hole. I don't care if that was him or somebody on his team. Like, there's no excuse for that. That was just an, a sad display of bitterness that for somebody who has coined himself, and I say himself because he happily takes on the nickname as Captain America, you should realize it's bigger than you. And unfortunately, he has not come to that realization. And I think Steve Stricker handled it a very, very appropriately on Wednesday when he had the press conference and he was asked about Patrick Reed point blank 
leaving him off the team. He said that was without question the toughest decision. That was the first phone call that I made. But let's be honest. Our biggest fear, Gabe, going into this Ryder Cup is not the talent on Team USA. It's the teamwork. It's how they can operate as a team. And Bryson is already such a polarizing figure that you had to leave Patrick Reed off of this roster because you can't have two alpha males that are introverts, that are okay with being the villains, even though in their own minds they think they're the heroes, that I agree. I think that there may have been a conversation because Stricker even admitted that he spoke to the six qualifiers about some of his captain's picks and how would you feel about these guys. I don't know if it was a Jordan Spieth, but maybe it was a Justin Thomas. Maybe it was a Dustin Johnson. Maybe it was a Brooks Kepka. Those guys voicing up that Patrick Reed, yeah, he was 7-3-2 all-time Ryder Cup. He was one of the great Ryder Cup performers, but not this year. And maybe not ever again as a captain's pick because of a simple pressing of a heart button on some disparaging tweets at one of the all-time good guys in the sport. 2016 was five years ago. Patrick yeah. Reed, Patrick Reed since then, so he was 1-2 and two in the Ryder Cup. In 2018, won a singles match. And a singles record, nobody can talk about that. In the pres- yeah, three In the President's Cup, two years ago, he was one in three. Won a singles match. That's it. So in his last two team competitions, he has gotten two points. Two points in seven matches. That's not good enough. And if you can't play somebody in some of these team competitions in, in, in four balls, in foursomes, and again, like it, it, the laundry list of people that he has thrown under the bus in these team competitions when things don't go right include former captains. I threw Tiger Woods under the bus in France in 2018. Threw Jordan Spieth under the bus because Spieth and Reed had been such a good pairing previously. But then Reed campaigned to play with Tiger and then pretended to be shocked when he was paired with Tiger, uh, so he threw Spieth under the bus, threw Jim Furyk under the bus uh, in in that event as well. Now he's thrown Steve Stricker under the bus. It's always somebody else's fault other than Patrick Reed. And in these team competitions, it's tough. Look, it's it's really tough. I think for for Team USA because the American uh, mentality, especially with all the guys that they looked up to, was Tiger. And Tiger was never good in Ryder Cups. Tiger had a good singles record, much like. Uh, Patrick Reed, now he didn't throw guys under the bus publicly the way Patrick Reed has, but he's always a tough guy to play with because he's icy and, you know, he looked at everybody else's competition. So this was just one event out, you know, out of the year. And it's not even every year for Tiger. And all these guys looked up to him and it's golf is such an individualistic sport. And to make that shift from I want to beat everybody to, hey, we're going to work together. It can be tough. Now, there are friendships that are obviously formed. You know, Ricky Fowler is is pretty tight with JT. And, and I mean, actually, Ricky Fowler seems like he's tight with everybody. I mean, it's every, you know, every PGA Tournament event that that dude plays in, he's like waiting on the 18th green to dap up and <laughs> yeah. give a bro hug to whoever yeah. happens to win. Ultimate um, good guy. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Ricky has not played well enough to earn a spot on, you know, this team this year. But, you know, there are friendships that are formed as you go, but they just don't have the camaraderie, it seems. And it seems like that, that, that Team Europe has, and I can understand how that might get overblown, but I don't think as bad as Team USA has been in this event over the last 
15 years, I don't think you can dismiss anything. And it seems like Team Europe, win, lose, or draw, they're playing for each other. And, and Team USA needs a little bit of that. And to your point about the, the Captain America moniker, like he gave it to himself. Everyone went around well, along with it because he was playing well. But he, he 100% doesn't understand that it's bigger than him. But he just wants to use Captain America to make it about him. And and that's yeah. that's a huge difference, I think. And that's a big reason why he's not on this team. How do you feel, Gabe, about six rookies at a Ryder Cup? Does that excite you? Because, you know, the last time that there were this many rookies was 2008. Stricker was a part of that team. And he was a rookie himself. I... I it doesn't bother me. I'm not. I'm not terrified about six newbies because I. I actually feel like this team will gel, and I. I don't think we're going to be talking about Bryson DeChambeau as a problem with how the rest of the eleven make up this roster. That's what I think is it excites me more than anything about Stricker's picks. When when your team is bad at something, do you just kind of keep going with new guys? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm talking about sports other than golf. But if, let, let's say your favorite football team has a bad offensive line. Do you keep running out the same offensive line going, well, this guy's got experience? Or do you go in the draft in the first round and try to get a left tackle? <laughs> like, I mean, the Team USA's been bad. They've been so bad in this event. Yes, go get more new blood. New blood in this event. That's what we need. That's what we need to be successful. I'm completely cool with six rookies, especially... Because I think the six rookies fit this golf course, Stephen. Um, yeah. You know, the, the rookies that were selected um, by Steve Stricker as captain's picks, guys that qualified, I think they're going to stretch out this golf course. They're going to make it play long. And I think that's where it's all about the drive plays in. Because I think Team USA is going to have that big advantage off the tee. Now, of course, I mean, Europe's got a couple of bombers. They've got John Rahm. They've got Rory McIlroy, two of the best drivers in the game of golf. But they also have a 35-year-old Burned Weisberger who's going to be making his, uh, you know, his debut. Paul Casey isn't exactly a bomber off the tee. Lee Westwood's 48 and he qualified. Um, you know, Ian Poulter's not long. So uh, up and down the roster, Team USA has guys that can hit it further, and that's going to be a big advantage at Whistling Straits. Yeah, and I think when you look at how this roster is built, eight of the 12 players on Team USA are among the top driving distance performers on the tour right now. The only one who isn't is Colin Morikawa, who is the best iron player on the PGA Tour. So I, I'm, the thing I'm actually most curious about in how Steve Stricker is going to set up this course is not how long he's going to make it. It's actually how short he might make some of these par fours. I have a buddy who played up at Whistling Straits re recently who played with a caddy who caddied for Tony Finau a couple weeks ago when he was trying to, you know, get in the good graces of Stricker. And he, uh, he said that don't be surprised to see some drivable par fours out of Stricker's setup. And I'm really intrigued by that. Gabe, I know how much you love a drivable par four. <laughs> I do love drivable If there's par anybody fours. who loves a drivable par four, it's Gabe Neitzel. Could you imagine the drama of a drivable par four at the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits? So they had two of them at the Solheim Cup last week in Toledo, uh, two of them during the singles day. And that's the fun part. Like, Whistling Straits has so many different tee boxes. You can kind of design it however you want. But, I mean, you can shorten up ten to make that a drivable par four. You can or make, nine. You can make one nine, drivable. Nine you can make nine a drivable par four. I mean, there are a lot of them that you can make a drivable par four for these guys. But... 
I mean, a drivable par four, as in maybe you set it up at like 320 yards. You know, so you've got Tony Finau bombing it up there, and he's got a chance to get it on the green, and maybe it's just a little chip. But someone like Ian Poulter, now if he decides to hit driver, or maybe make it 330 yards, whatever you want to make it, you make it so for some of these shorter hitters, it's that awkward chip length, you know, that awkward little 35 to 40 yard pitch. And again, these are the, the best players in the world, so it's not as awkward as it would be <laughs> for me or you. But it's still, I mean, 30 to 40 yards. What would you, everybody would rather have that little chip shot versus that 30, 40 yard shot because it's tougher to control your distance via spin. You can't get it to spin as much. Um, so I, I think that we're going to see some maybe some really long par fives because you can stretch out two incredibly long you can stretch out six as much as you'd like I mean you can 18 you can make that super long you can make it shorter you can do whatever you want on 18 as well which is just a par four not a par five but I think we're going yeah, to see 14, a good mix 14 yeah I think we're going to see a good mix of drivable par fours and longer holes that are going to give team USA a distinct advantage I mean that that that's your only true advantage right I mean the, the fact that the way that the the BMW championship for figuring out the rest of Team Europe benefited Team USA, allowing these guys to come to Whistling Straits this weekend and see the course and know what the setup is going to be a week in advance. I mean, that that was the, the one of the biggest messages that I took from Stricker's press conference this past week was, like, not the confidence that he feels like this group can outperform Europe, but the fact that they're going to outprepare Europe. And that is clearly Stricker's message to his team is, like, we might go down, but we're not going to go down as the least prepared team on our home soil. And I think that was a big part of this weekend, in addition to just camaraderie and all that. Like, the fact that Team USA had their roster set six days before Europe and they could go to Whistling Straits and see what the course setup is going to be like and maybe play the course in tough conditions because it was a pretty terrible weekend of weather here in Wisconsin. Yeah, like, I mean, and we might get that next weekend. I mean, it's September, man. Like, whistling is called whistling straight reason we might have like a three club wind in september and and 55 degrees out on some of those holes on the lake so like that is a huge advantage for team usa to have that opportunity to go there and do that while the team europe was still being set so i mean that's why they call it home field advantage for the Ryder cup i i think that that that's why stricker's setup is going to be so important like such an underrated key part of the Ryder Cup in general is the fact that the home captain can set the course however he wants. Now, there is a PGA Tour event this weekend. I honestly, I just know that there is one. I don't know where it is. Maybe I'll look it up where it is, <laughs> see who's playing. Because we usually make picks during our fantasy golf segment, which is coming up next. But really what Steve and I are going to do, we're going to make some fantasy pairings and try to come up with who we think Steve Stricker might pair together at the Ryder Cup next week. We'll do that coming up next. But first, it's time for this week's Cart Girl Moment of the Week. And now, it's time for another Cart Girl Moment, presented by Fairways of Woodside. I'm sorry, what did you say your name was? Hmm, yeah, no, I haven't heard of you. Sorry, I have heard of staying out of the rough, though. By the looks of it, I'm not sure that you have. (laughs) Right, right. So what can I get for you? This has been another Cart Girl Moment. Presented by Fairways of Woodside, home of the premium golf experience. Premium golf, service, and of course, the best golf carts with GPS and Bluetooth speakers. Fairways of Woodside. 
No ifs, ands, or puts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. The people playing in the PGA Tour event this week will surprise you. We'll spend just a little bit of time on that before we talk a little bit more Ryder Cup in our fantasy golf segment. Who's in the red? Give me another ball. Take the drop, Roy. Roy, just... Give me another ball. Who's in the green? Happy learned how to putt. Uh-oh. This is where we recap the weekend in fantasy golf and prepare you for the next tournament. Brought to you by New Mail Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Mail. You can too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. The Fortinet Championship represents the launch of the wraparound year 2021 to 2022. First time I saw it, I thought it said Fortnite Championship, and I'm like, what the (laughs) hell is this? Uh, The Fortinet Championship, which is being played uh, in Napa, California, Silverado Resorts uh, at the North Course. First of 47 scheduled events of the PGA Tour for this upcoming season. That seems like a lot. Uh, But there's going to be two of the major champions from this past year playing in this tournament. Hideki Matsuyama is in the field, as is the number one player in the world. John Rom. John Rom is playing in this event before he heads to like, Whistling He has Straits. to be getting paid a lot of money to play in this event before the Ryder Cup, right? I like, mean, that makes no sense. I have no idea. I mean, Kevin Na, Will Zalatoris, Webb Simpson, all playing in as well. But yeah, John Rom, top uh, number one player in the world, somehow playing in this event this week. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, let's talk about what we really want to talk about pairings for the Ryder Cup. Who do you want to see get paired together? Um, and when you give your bearings, Stephen, make sure you specify whether it's the alternate shot or whether it's the best ball format that you want to see those two players paired together for. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we both want to see Spieth and Thomas, and that's pretty much a no-brainer. They're best friends. They feed off each other. I think we're going to see them probably in both events. I also think um, I'm really fascinated by Patrick Cantlay in this Ryder Cup because statistically he had, outside of John Rahm, probably the best golf season in 2021. I mean, he was the only guy to win three events. One of those was because Rom tested positive for COVID at Memorial, but the way that Patrick Cantlay played against Bryson in essentially a match play, like, I think we might be talking about Patrick Cantlay as a new Captain America. Like, I think, I think that, I think that Cantlay has the ability to be now, I know I coined Spieth as an X-Factor. Maybe that was wrong. You said he's going to be the guy that drives the bus. Maybe maybe it's Cantlay, who is the X-Factor for Team USA. And See, I, I, like I think that. that he's going to be paired with Shoffley. I mean, I, I think that that's almost a no-brainer. Um, that's what I had written pairing. down, too. I've got Xander Cantlay written down. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I love those two together. Um, uh, and I, I, I like them for either event. Um, just with how steady both are, I think there are no question going to be teeing off on that Friday morning for foursomes alternate shot. I think those two are two of your steadiest players. And so I would also throw into that mix because the U S has done this pod system that was introduced, um, 
by Paul Azinger back when he was the captain in 2008, and they've kind of done this pod system where they pair three, four guys in a pod, and these are the guys you get to play with. I would probably throw uh, Harris English in that with Xander Cantley. Just kind of have those three guys kind of be rotating in and out, whether it's old shot, whether it's four ball. I just feel he kind of fits that vibe um, that they're going to have going. I just feel that those guys, the three of them, are going to kind of rotate in and out. Yeah. I, I think I think the other no, no-brainer pairing, because they fit each other's style so well, is going to be Bryson and Morikawa. Um, we've spoken at length of who can handle the Bryson personality on the golf course. I don't think you're going to see Bryson DeChambeau playing in foursomes. No, he's not playing. He all will shot. no question play Can't in four ball. Yeah, I, I and and I think I think that you have to steady him with one of the calmest assassins on the course in Colin Morikawa. I like those two together. I'm actually struggling the most with Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I don't know what to do with DJ either. Um, I I thought Bryce and Finau would be an interesting pairing just because I feel like Finau is going to be a little bit more steady. He's been in the Ryder Cup before, so he can kind of be that steadying presence for Bryson, and Bryson just can bomb it all over the place. When when I was looking at this and – I guess I just kind of ended up because in the past DJ and Brooks Kepka have been paired up and they were buddies, but they there was a blow up. You can go find it. There yeah. was a blow up at the end of the 18 Ryder Cup between those two where they were yelling at each other, which I have a hard time imagining Dustin Johnson yelling. Um, but apparently it happened. So in the past, it's like oh DJ and Brooks pair them together. But I don't know. I don't know if that affected their friendship. Brooks has, has been on the record saying, "Hey, we're not even that good of friends," even though he was the one who told everyone they were good friends. Um, like Kepka's an interesting guy as well. Like I don't know who to pair him with. I went Burger DJ. I, I like I. You went Burger DJ. I'm I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I I, I think I think Kepka Finau is probably your matchup. I like those two together, uh, and this is all, of course, pending Kepka's health because oh, his wrist is like the, the like. I mean, there's a very real chance that Webb Simpson is playing for Team USA in a week and a half, right? You think it's Webb? You don't think it's uh, old Billy Boy? No, no, get out of here. <laughs> Billy Horschel's like 20th in the points. Come on, I mean, the dude, the dude won a FedEx Cup. Like he, he's fine. Just, just like be okay with winning a FedEx Cup. Like that was your peak. You're not playing on a Ryder Cup. I'm sorry, man. He just I'm won. Sorry. He's hot. I mean, I get out. I mean, we, we've talked about how Webb. I mean, was as steady as some that made that team, and he's played in Ryder Cups before. I mean, if it's not Webb Simpson, like. Who, we're talking about Steve Stricker. I mean, they're literally the same human being. <laughs> yeah, well, no, right? I think it's I think it's Webb because of I think Webb would be the thirteenth guy, and the reason why I think it's yeah. Webb because it's not. We haven't heard. I mean, I guess Webb hasn't spoken. Maybe he'll say something uh, if he's made to the avail maybe made available to the media at the Fortnite Championship coming up this weekend on the PGA Tour. Um, of course, it's not the Fortnite; it's the Fortnite Championship. But he's playing in that. But <laughs> he. Whoever comes in to be the 13th guy, I think that guy has to be cool with, hey, maybe we might only play you once in the team stuff, and then you've got your, obviously you'll have your singles match, but we've got these other things because you're coming in late. We don't want to kind of rock the boat. I feel like Webb would just be able to show up. He's played in the Ryder Cup before, and he's he's a steady presence, and whoever you end up pairing him with, they'll be fine with being paired with Webb Simpson because he's Webb Simpson. He doesn't, you know, everybody likes Webb. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Webb. Maybe maybe it's a Brooks or maybe it's a DJ. Like, he but he fits, fits with the team. everyone. He fits the team. To me, like what Steve Stricker has set up by not picking Patrick Reed, 
and then Billy Horschel going out and saying what he said this weekend, I wouldn't take Billy Horschel because that Webb just seems like he'd be cool coming in and doing whatever is best for the team. And that's the, the type of guy you would need should you need an injury replacement for Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I, I think you're going to get some combination of Kepka Finau or Kepka Berger and DJ Finau, DJ Berger. What do you I do think, with Scotty? I think that is. Oh, gosh. Oh, my. Wait. I, I, I think Scotty is 100% playing in four ball. I don't know. I don't know if Scotty is, is, is. He's kind of a little erratic, which makes him an awesome match play player. Like, that makes him an awesome four ball player. I think Scotty's left out of foursomes. Could, it very well could be. I thought that because the thing about Brooks Kepka is he's actually just kind of a steady player. Like he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. The reason why Brooks Kepka is so good to me in majors versus the PGA Tour because a lot of times the PGA Tour becomes a birdie fest, and Kepka's just a solid guy. Like yeah, every once in a while he'll go down and, and and make the score incredibly low, like he did in Phoenix this past year. But he's just a steady player who doesn't make a ton of mistakes, makes a bunch of pars. Yeah. So to me. Kepka Scheffler makes a lot of sense in the four ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think Kepka is gonna if he's healthy, he's gonna play in every match. I, uh, I do. I, I, I think I, I don't think you can do that because even if he is healthy enough, I don't think you want to push it and make him play thirty six a day. Is there anybody who who's playing every match in your mind? Spieth and Thomas. That's it, and that's the list. Because you got to sit four guys every session during the team stuff. So if if you decide that somebody else is playing, I mean, then then we're looking at a situation where someone's probably only playing uh, once before their single singles match. I I, I think I think we're I really think we're going to be talking about Canley and Shoffley like they spoke about Fleetwood and Molinari. I really I, something about that pairing just makes so much sense to me. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure we're going to continue to talk about it until the pairings are released for the opener. It's not until next Thursday that they're going to release those uh, because the match doesn't start until next Friday. But we're geeked for it. We're excited for it. We're going to talk about a golf course that Stephen is at right now where the Bucks uh, Foundation had their golf outing today. That is the bog as we wrap up on the tee. Coming up next. Forget about changing that dial. More on the tee with Gabe and Stephen next on 94.5 ESPN. Four, it's On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. A golf course that's near and dear to my heart because I play it for 100 consecutive holes every spring. We also do our ESPN Milwaukee Open up there, presented by Delzer. And Stephen Watson is up there because that's where the Bucks Foundation had their golf event today. Of course, that is the blog that's the course we talk about today, thanks to our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. Had to be pretty 
wet conditions up there, Stephen. I know you weren't playing in the event. You were covering it for, you know, your day job with uh, WISN no, no, Channel 12. I played. 12. I played. Oh, did you play today? I, 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 I got a last-minute invite, man. I, I, I sat in the rain for a couple of holes. It actually held off. Weather was pretty nice. Course held the rain very well, given yeah. how crazy of conditions we had today. Something about playing in the rain up there and you, uh, it's... Had to do it a couple years ago yeah. at the uh, ESPN yeah, you, you, Milwaukee you and I Open. Played about 50, 50 and rainy. That was a, that was a tough afternoon in the golf course. Gabe, I have such a love hate relationship with this golf course. I oh, think I can it see is that. one of one of the prettier public courses that we have in this state. It is. I don't even. I wouldn't even call it a hidden gem because I feel like they do such a good job hosting outings here that most people have an opportunity to play this course and it's pretty well priced. You know, it's good good place not too far from milwaukee um but like i play out here primarily in scramble events and like i become a different human when i play scramble events i don't know if you feel the same way but like i turn into this golfer that it's not the golfer that plays regularly like i I somehow think that i can hit the ball 300 yards and like you know shape shots around trees all of a sudden like every single shot I go out and lose like five golf balls every time I play a scramble out here because I, I try to be a hero. I've, Scrambles I've, are hard. I've tried to get better at that. Um, I mean, so many times teams want me to go last because I can hit it a long way. But a lot of times I'm like, look, if I'm grabbing driver, I'm going to swing it however I swing it. Like Just because I'm going last, I'm not going to try to squeeze a couple extra yards because however far I hit it is far enough. Um, so I've tried to get better with that, but I mean, I've... The handful of times I play that course, I mean, I play it, you know, I'm not keeping score all the time when you're going around 100, you know, playing 100 holes out there in the spring. Um, But there have been times where I feel like I'm playing well and then like one or two holes get away from me and you're trying to get it back. Next thing you look up, I'm like, man, how am I shooting? Like, how am I 10 over right now? Like, what the heck just happened? Because there are certain parts of that golf course that can come up and bite you. But it's a fun golf course, man. I love the challenge of playing up there. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a really unique course in like how how many trees and how many hazards are still out here. Like the common trend in golf courses right now is to remove hazards, make it easier, make it faster, make it more playable for an everyday golfer. Um, the bog has that if you want to play it short, but like if you play it from a solid tee box, like there is danger off of every tee box. Like the the number they, they might hold a record for the number of white stakes out on this golf course because <laughs> yeah. it's it's just OB everywhere. Yeah, a lot of OB. I mean, one one is like this big handshake opening of a par five. <laughs> yeah, and um, two just kicks you right between the legs. <laughs> and then two is like, oh. wait, that's OB left. You've got marshland to the right, uh, so you've got and it's and you can't. I can't hit driver, so I'm trying to like squeeze a long iron. It's like the second hole of the day, and I'm standing over looking at a four or a five iron going. Oh man, do I really want to hit this club right now? Because that's a narrow yeah. landing area. Yeah, and, up and there. you got to hit it to like right to the top of a landing zone, and then you have like a hundred yard shot down a hill. On um, you know, it, it's just it's it's a really it, it's a challenging golf course. But it, it and, does. And it, it, it seems simple, like on the eye, it's simple. But then you go out and you like you push one just a little off the fairway, and you go, oh wow, I just made bogey, or I just made double. Yeah, like it, it's it it can really challenge you. I I love it though. It's it's a great. It's a great golf course, and they do such a great job for outings. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. usually what I play up here. And and the Bucks Foundation outing today, you know, they always raise in a lot of money for an amazing cause to to give back to the local community. It was great event as always, and somehow we played 18 holes today because Mother Nature, I thought this morning was going to tell us Whew. show up for lunch and go home, but we got it in. It was it was great. Quickly, what's your favorite hole out there? 
Oh man. Um, there are a couple of holes that are a little too gimmicky for me. Sure. Um, I, I know what you're I talking like, about. I like, 16, I like the par threes. I, I think the par, par threes, threes are, are pretty solid, solid out here. Um, eight's a really nice hole. Um, I forget the other par three on the back nine that has, um, yeah, a little, uh, big ravine in front of it as well. Eight has one. I, I, it's, it's a lot of just like target golf par threes, which I like. You got, you got to drop it in the right spot. Um, um, for, I don't have a favorite hole off the top of my head. For whatever reason, for the first par three, like I always struggle on that hole, man. Like if you miss it left and long, it's gone. But you have a bunch of traps. Like you can't miss right because you got a bunch of traps over there. It's, it's a tough, challenging yeah. golf course, but it rewards good golf shots. It's always a fun yeah, to play they, out they have, there. I'm standing right here at this beautiful barn that they host weddings oh, and great. events at too. I mean, they added that a couple of years ago. I mean, it's really it's a beautiful property. They do a great job up here as always. Well, we will be back next Tuesday because uh, with the Packers playing Monday Night Football and then Brewers getting pushed to here, our show is going to get pushed to Tuesday. But that's just going to give us another day to get excited for the Ryder Cup next week. That's right. We are officially away from the Ryder Cup. It is just six days, 12 hours, 4 minutes, and 11 seconds from the Ryder Cup. That's how excited I am for it. We'll be back next week. This has been On the Tee.